Welcome to 10-Minute Bible Talks, where we connect the Bible to your life and the time it takes to get to work. I'm Jensen Holt-McNair. We live in a world that is no stranger to despair. Wars rage. Innocent lives are taken. Sickness ravages bodies. Violence threatens children. Natural disasters bring swift destruction. There is reason to lament, reason to mourn, reason to cry out to God when we find ourselves trapped by the despairs of this life. The phrase desperate times calls for desperate measures is attributed to a Greek physician, Hippocrates, meaning that when diseases are extreme, they demand drastic treatments. Options that would not have been considered when times were normal are now taken into consideration because the circumstances are so dire. In a world full of despair, oftentimes desperate measures are taken. The definition of desperation tells us that it is a state of despair that results in rash or extreme behavior. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. But is that really good advice for all of life? When we face the despair and difficulties of life, should we necessarily fall into desperation? The third psalm is the first psalm in the book to come with a title, and it's an important detail. It tells us that this psalm was written by David when he fled from Absalom, his son. Whether it was written in the moment or written later as a reflection of David's feelings during this time is uncertain but it doesn't change the importance of context for this psalm. Back in the book of 2 Samuel, we get the full story of what kind of situation this psalm originates out of. David is in a desperate situation. His son, Absalom, who had murdered his brother years prior, has now incited a rebellion against his father, causing David to flee Jerusalem for his life. The king is cast out by his own son and now is wandering in the wilderness with those who remain loyal to him. David is no stranger to despair. And in his current state, it would be easy to fall into desperation. On the run, his own son taking over his kingdom, a king without a home, his kingdom, his safety, his life, all in jeopardy. It's time for him to take desperate measures, is it not? And yet, Psalm 3 lays out a different way of responding to the despairs of the world. David begins by describing what he sees around him. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. See, David is surrounded. A large number of people are coming against him, and those people have such hatred for him that they mock him saying that no one, not even God, will save him. Have you ever found yourself in a desperate situation and been tempted to believe the lies going through your mind? God doesn't love you. If he did, he wouldn't have let this happen to you. No one loves you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You aren't worthy of love. If you were, you'd be married. You aren't a good parent. If you were, your kids would listen to you, respect you. You're too far gone for God to save you. See, the lies that pour through my mind in moments of despair are powerful and overwhelming. Even more so when those lies live outside of my head, when people around me say things that seem to confirm those lies. 
But rather than listen to the lies of the devil, wherever they come from, David shows us another way. He continues by reminding himself of what he believes, of what is true. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I awake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. In the midst of despair, in a sea of lies, David goes back to what he knows is true. The Lord is a shield. He is his glory. He is the one who lifts his head and he is higher and greater than his enemies. And he knows this is true because of the ways he has seen God be faithful in the past. The Lord has answered him. The Lord has sustained him and given him life each and every morning. He can sleep soundly because he knows that the Lord is faithful and watching over him. He believes this so deeply and knows this to be true that he has no fear, even though he is surrounded by those who seek his destruction. And David doesn't stop there. He finishes by praying to the one that he knows is faithful. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God, strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. David asks for deliverance. He asks for the Lord to intervene for his good, because he knows, no matter what his enemies say, that salvation and deliverance comes from the Lord. He alone has the power of salvation, not his enemies. See, when faced with a desperate situation, David does not turn to desperate measures. He does not act hastily to regain what is his. Instead, we read in 2 Samuel that he goes to the Mount of Olives to worship and praise God. He seeks out wise counsel from those who are surrounding him. And we read here that he tells the Lord of the despair he faces. He reminds himself of what he believes. And he puts his trust, his hope, his life in the hands of the one who is faithful. What a beautiful picture of the peace and assurance we can find in the midst of a world saturated in despair. What kind of desperate situations are you facing today? Where in your life do you feel hopeless? Where do the worries and injustices of the world threaten to overwhelm you? Tell the Lord. Bring those things to him today in prayer. Let him share that burden with you. What are the lies you're fighting against? Where are you letting the lies of the world influence your thought life, your beliefs? Are there people in your life who are making you mistrust God and his goodness in your life? Try to separate out those lies, call them what they are, and remind yourself of the truth. Remind yourself of who God is. Remind yourself of where he has been faithful in your life in the past. Read scripture about the ways that he has been faithful and delivered his people throughout all of history. Break the grips of the lies. Seek good counsel and wisdom from godly friends. Surround yourself with the truth and wisdom of God. And finally, call out to God from your desperate situation. Ask him to deliver you and remind yourself that he is faithful, that he is in control, and that he will intervene in the way that is best. 
No matter what surrounds us, no matter what we faced, we can rest knowing that God has promised to leave no evil unpunished. He is coming. He is coming to establish his kingdom of love, justice, and mercy. He will deliver his people from the curse of sin and brokenness. He will redeem all of creation and despair will be no more. We can lift our eyes to the promises and hope of resurrection, having no fear, because we follow a powerful, faithful, loving God. In a desperate world where people scramble to protect what's theirs, to fight for themselves, may we be a people who respond differently, who put our hope in the Lord because we know who He is. We know that He is faithful. We know what He has promised. We know that He is King of all creation and that He is good. May Psalm 3 guide our prayers and our actions today. May your blessings, God, be on your people. Amen. 10-Minute Bible Talks is a crowdfunded project. If you've been positively impacted at all by what you've experienced here and want others to experience the same, would you consider joining the 10-Minute Bible Talks team? Whatever you can give, we would love to have you partner with us in this ministry. All gifts are tax deductible. Just click the link in our show notes to give now.